Welcome to the Faith Talk podcast. We're excited you are listening today. Prepare to be challenged and inspired through today's episode. We pray that every fear is dispelled and your faith is increased as you hear the word of God. Now, let's listen in with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Luke 19, 29. And we're going to begin to read there in the story of Jesus getting ready to make his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. This was the week before. This was right before uh, Palm Sunday. This Jesus is, is, is getting ready to enter into Jerusalem, and it's Passover season. Everyone, all the Jews had to go to Jerusalem to provide offerings, to give offerings at the temple. They were slaughtering lambs at the temple, uh, getting ready to this Passover week in the Bible, and so uh, it was a busy time in this in the city of Jerusalem. It was a busy time for everyone in the area, and the Bible picks up the story here, and it says in verse twenty nine, when he came near to Bethphage and Bethany at the mountain called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying, "Go over into the village opposite you, where as you enter you will find a colt tied." on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you untying it? You shall say to him, because the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went and found it, just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord has need of it. They brought it to Jesus and they threw their garments on the colt and they set Jesus on it. As he went, they spread their clothes in the street. When he was coming near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with loud voices for all the mighty works which they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven, and glory in the highest. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that this word is a light to us. God, your word is living and it is true. God, your word gives us exactly what we need for our lives. God, your word speaks to us. And God, when we get into your word, we see how we can apply it to our lives. We see, God, how it changes us. And God, if we'll study your word, if we'll be students of your word, we will be changed. So God, today, I pray that as we read and as we as we learn from your word, I pray that you would open our hearts and open our ears to what you have for us. Speak to us exactly what it is that you have to say this morning. We love you, King Jesus, and we bless your holy name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, this story picks up here in Luke chapter 19, and Jesus is is going to Bethphage and Bethany, and if you could look at a map of of the Holy Land, you would see that Bethphage and Bethany are sister towns right near the Mount of Olives, and they're, they're within walking distance of Jerusalem. And if you look at the map, you can see that they're right all there, all there near together, and, and Bethphage and Bethany were right just across the valley from Jerusalem. Now we know that Bethany was where Jesus did spend a lot of his time because his friends Mary and Martha and Lazarus lived in Bethany. So Jesus would go to Bethany quite frequently and, and that's probably where he was at this point in time. If you uh, if you read the stories surrounding the, uh, the crucifixion,
mention the resurrection of Jesus, you know that Jesus was at Bethany at Mary and Martha and Lazarus' house. He was at the house of Simon the leper, and uh, he was there in Bethany uh, so that he could be anointed before his burial. That's where the woman broke the alabaster box and poured the oil on his feet. And both would have been places, both of these towns, Bethphage and Bethany, would have been places where they would have used kind of as an overflow for busy times of the year for Jerusalem. So, so this was a busy time of the year for Jerusalem because Passover was coming and people were flocking to the city of Jerusalem. And if they couldn't get a place to stay in Jerusalem, they would get a place to stay in Bethphage or Bethany. And this was uh, these were close proximity. So you see that Jesus, uh, Jesus was kind of camping in and around this area. And he uh, wanted to get into Jerusalem, but Bethany was a, a place where the people, a lot of scholars believe, that people who were sick would kind of go and stay because anyone who was sick couldn't be within eyeshot of the temple. They couldn't uh, be anywhere that the temple could be seen. It was something that had to do with cleanliness and holiness. And so if you were sick, if you were a leper, so people believed that Bethany would have been a good place for the like a leper colony or, or someone who had an issue of blood or someone who was sick in some way. And, and so it makes sense. Bethphage was the house of figs. And it was within walking distance of Bethany. So we're just setting the stage here for what Jesus is about to do. And he says to his disciples, go into the town and find a colt. And we know the story that Jesus is about to make his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Everyone's going to celebrate him as he enters into town. And everyone's going to worship him. They're going to lay their coats down on the ground before him. They're going to lay their uh, their palm branches down on the ground before him. And they're going to worship him as he comes into the city of Jerusalem. But first he's got to get a way to get into Jerusalem. And so he says to his disciples, go into the village. You'll find a colt and a donkey. You're to untie the colt and bring it to him. And Jesus said, if anyone asks you what you're doing, just say the Lord hath need of it. Just say the Lord hath need of it. Imagine just going to someone's house and untying something. Uh, in, in those days, it would be like taking someone's car and saying the Lord hath need of it. And the disciples did just that. They just went into town, found this colt that Jesus had talked about. And said, the Lord hath need of it. Now can you imagine the Lord of all lords, the King of all kings, the one true living God, the creator of the universe, the, the great I am, the I am that I am had need of something. He said, I need this colt. I need this donkey. He said, I need it. And there are so many things in the Bible that God used, God had need of, and there's so many things that were kind of unlikely things that God might have used, that God had need of. God used a giant fish in, in, in the story of Jonah and right around the time of the resurrection and the crucifixion, God used a rooster. And God also used a donkey in this story. If God can use any of those things, let me tell you something, church, He can use you. He can use me and He can use you. He can use whatever he wants to use, however he wants to use it. If the donkey can be used, so can you and I. 
And one of the things that we see in this story is that the donkey gets absolutely no praise and recognition. Everyone is praising and recognizing the one who is riding on the donkey into Jerusalem. And that's one of the things that we need to remember because a lot of the time in the church, there are people who like to get praise and recognition for what they do. They like to get a hand clap and they like to get a pat on the back for what they're doing for the Lord. But this donkey did not get any of that. The donkey was just the vehicle for Jesus. Jesus to get into town and we need to be just like that donkey we need to be the vehicle for other people to see Jesus for other people to meet Jesus we need to be the vehicle that carries Jesus to the world around us we need to be that vehicle we need to be that mode of transportation that will carry Jesus to our neighbors and our loved ones and our friends and our family members and our co-workers it's all about Jesus it's all about Jesus. In this story, it wasn't just about the donkey. It was about Jesus. It was never about the rooster. It was never about the great fish. It was about Jesus. And we need to remember that as the church, that it's all about Him. It's not about us. We can learn some things from this poor old donkey. We can learn some things from it. In fact, Zechariah 9.9 prophesied that this donkey would be used. Zechariah prophesied, he said, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, and cry aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and able to deliver. He is humble and riding on a donkey, a colt the offspring of a donkey. So Zechariah had already said Jesus was going to come into town on a donkey. He said, Jesus is going to be ride. You'll know that your Messiah is coming when he rides on a donkey. And so this was all a fulfillment of prophecy when Jesus used this donkey. But what a lot of people don't understand is that according to Exodus 34, this donkey, this particular one, because it was a colt, was under a curse. You probably didn't know that. This cult was under a curse. The Bible says in Exodus 34, 19, Every firstborn of the womb belongs to me, and every firstborn male among your livestock, whether ox or sheep. But you must redeem with a lamb the firstborn of a donkey, and if you fail to redeem him, then you must break his neck. So this donkey either had to be redeemed by a lamb, or its neck had to be broken. It was under a curse. This donkey was not going to just be allowed to live. This donkey, this colt, was either going to be redeemed or it was going to be killed. And this donkey had absolutely would have had absolutely no use in anyone's society at the time, as far as Jews were concerned, because God said, either you redeem it with the blood of the lamb, or you, you break its neck, you kill it. Now what a thought. Because this donkey had a certain fate. This donkey had a certain fate. And Jesus said, go get me that donkey, because I have need of it. The thing that was useless... To society at the time, the thing that had to be killed at the time was the thing that Jesus rode into town on. The thing that had to be killed, the destroyed, had absolutely no use under the law. Jesus said, I want to use that thing. I want to use that thing. The colt was under a curse from the Lord, and that colt 
was supposed to die. But God had a plan. God had a plan. That cult was about to be redeemed by a lamb. Redeemed has three different uses. The word redeemed means purchased by paying a price or purchased to oneself or purchased to set free and serve. When the donkey's colt was redeemed, the curse was lifted. The curse was lifted. And this can apply to us as well. Because the Bible tells us in Ezekiel 18.20, the soul that sinneth shall die. Romans 6.23 tells us the wages of sin is death. But like for the cult, God has a plan for your life as well. Like for the cult, God had a plan for that specific cult's life. God had a plan for that specific donkey. He had a plan for them. And he said, I'm going to use it. And just like them, God has a plan for your life. Just like you, who was supposed to be dead. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. God said, you can't be used if you're a sinner. You can't be used because that's the wages of sin. you got to die. you gotta, you got to go out. And, and the, de the devil plans this in our lives that we will be filled with sin from birth. But God said, I want to redeem you. I want to redeem you. Only the blood of a lamb could redeem the donkey. Only the blood of a lamb could redeem the donkey. And it's the same way with us. Only the blood of the lamb can redeem us. Only the blood of the lamb can save us from certain death. Only the blood of the lamb can save us from certain destruction. Like the cult, when we receive the blood of the lamb on our lives, redemption, the price has been paid and we are saved. The curse has been lifted. Jesus purchased your lost soul with his own blood. You had to be bought with a price. And then, the donkey had to be brought. The colt was found tied up and bound up in the city, in the town. The colt was tied up. I'm going to use this as an analogy because there are a lot of things that have tied people up. There are a lot of things that have tied you up and you had to be loosed from it. You had to be loosed from it. You see, the colt had to be loosed from the bondage where it was tied up in order for the Lord to use it. God said, I want to use that to go untie it. Go loose it from the bondage. And a lot of Christians walk around in bondage. But can I tell you today, God wants to loose you from bondage. God wants to set you free from what has tied you up, from what has held you down, from what has kept you from being used. God sent his disciples into the town to unloose the colt, to set the colt free so that God could use it. And God wants to set you free today so that he can use you. A lot of people say, well, how could I ever be used by God? I, I deal with this and I'm bound up with this. Jesus wants to set you free today. He wants to deliver you from every bondage. He wants to set you free from captivity, whatever it is that has had you bound up for so long. The devil wants to keep you tied up, but God wants to set you 
free. Why? Because the Lord has need of you. The Lord has need of you in these last days. The Lord has a purpose for your life. The Lord has a plan for your life. And part of that plan is to let other people know about him. Part of that plan is to let other people know that he saves and he delivers and he heals. Jesus needed this cult to take him into the city so that he could save the world. And Jesus wants to use you so he can go into your city and so that he can meet the people that are around you. He wants you to carry him to everyone around you. And people here, here in this parking lot this morning, are they bound up? You might be bound up by drugs. You might be bound up by lust or hate or pride or sin or greed or more. There are things that have tied people up and Jesus wants to set you free. Jesus wants to set you free. He wants to come meet you where you're at and untie you and loose you. Jesus has need of you. Jesus has need of you. He wants to loose you this morning. He wants to set you free. Another way we're kind of like this colt, like this donkey, is that the Bible said in verse 30 of Luke, Find a colt tied whereon yet never man sat, where no one has sat. No one had sat on this colt. No one had ridden it yet. And in order for an animal like that to be ridden, it has to be broken. It has to be broken. You've got to break a horse before you can ride it. You've got to break a horse before you can just jump on it and ride it because it doesn't trust you and it, it, it gets spooked easily and there are all sorts of things that come into play. But when you go to ride an animal, you can't just hop on and ride unless it's broken. And this colt had not yet been ridden on. The nature of a colt is to fight and to bite and to resist and to buck and to kick. When something's not broken, that's what happens. When something's not broken, that's what happens. And, and, and we've got to be broken ourselves before God can use us many times. Because our nature is to fight and to bite and to buck and to kick and to run. Our nature in our flesh is to take off running. Our nature in our flesh is to buck what God wants us to do. Our nature, nature in the flesh is to become like one of those bucking broncos and just jump and kick and, and go nuts. But but when you come to Jesus and you learn to submit, when you come to Jesus and you learn to submit, then he can use you. The cult did what was not natural for the cult to do because it submitted to the authority of Jesus. Jesus was the lamb that redeemed the cult. Jesus can help us to submit to his will and submit to his way. He can create something out of nothing. He can cure all kinds of diseases. He can heal the physically broken. He can command demons. He can raise the dead. And so we see Jesus get on this cult that should not have been used, should have been killed, should have had his neck broken. Jesus climbs up on this cult and he rides it into Jerusalem where he prepares to be the sacrifice for all mankind. We see the crowd all over the place. Lots of people, just 
masses of people waving palm branches and, and throwing their garments down on the road. The crowds rejoicing and praising with a loud voice. The crowds waving palm branches. They're waving clothing. They're laying clothing and branches in the pathway. And Jesus prepares to become the sacrifice for all mankind. And the colt rode on taking Jesus into town. When we carry Jesus into town, sometimes we don't receive the response that the colt went through. There's not jubilation and there's not excitement. Sometimes we, we see things and we deal with things. When people react to the message of the gospel, they don't always react in a positive way. Sometimes they react negatively. Sometimes they don't receive it. Sometimes they protest. Sometimes they try to distract. They try to put obstacles in the way. They try to hinder us. They try to stop us or delay us. But we keep going because we need to take Jesus to the people that need to hear about him. Jesus shattered the norms of the day. He really did. Jesus loved the unlovable people. Jesus cleansed the unclean. He touched the untouchable. He ate with sinners and he ate with tax collectors and he used a donkey's colt that should have had its neck broken to carry the Savior of the world into Jerusalem. A cursed animal was re redeemed by the Lamb. I don't know about you, but if I look at my life, I understand that I was cursed too. I was living under sin. I was living in ways that I shouldn't have been living, but Jesus redeemed me. He redeemed me. And just like He redeemed that cult, He wants to use you for His purposes. He wants to use you to spread the gospel, to let people know that He still saves, and He still heals, and He still delivers. He wants to use you to reach the people that are around you. He wants to use you to, to spread the gospel during this resurrection season. This is one of the times of the year that is just the absolute best time to share the message of Jesus. There are crosses everywhere, and there, there are, are, are celebrations everywhere. Everybody's got their mind on what's going on as it pertains to Easter. And if we'll spread the message, if we'll spread the message of the gospel during this time of the year, I believe people will be even more receptive. God wants to use you to spread the gospel. He wants to use you to invite people to church. He wants to use you to share your testimony about what God has done in your life. I'm excited because I know that God has a plan to use you to reach people that are around you during this season. I'm encouraging you today. Begin to ask the Lord to open doors. Begin to ask the Lord to open doors for you to share Jesus with somebody. Somebody you know needs to hear about Jesus. Somebody you know needs to hear that He can save them. Somebody you know needs to hear that they don't have to continue on in that life that they're living. Somebody you know needs to hear that God cares so much about them that He sent His only Son to die on a cross for them. And they felt unlovable. They felt untouchable. They felt unclean. They felt like they're under a curse. They felt like nobody wants them. And Jesus all the while is saying, 
I want to redeem that one that, that is under the curse. That should, should have gone and died. I want to redeem that one. And He wants to use you to multiply and reach people for the kingdom. Will you bow your head with me in this parking lot this morning? There might be somebody in this parking lot this morning who doesn't know Jesus. But I want to put that offer out to you. You can know Him before you leave today. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. God wants to give you eternal life today, and if you don't know Jesus, or if you were walking with Him at one point and you've walked away, I want to pray this simple prayer. It's a prayer of commitment. We just call it a sinner's prayer. And if you pray this prayer with me and mean it in your heart, the Bible tells us that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we're going to call on the name of the Lord today. Just pray this prayer with me. Say, Father God, I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus. I believe that he died on the cross. And I believe that he rose again. I believe that his blood has the power to cleanse me from sin. So wash me today in the blood. Forgive me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to live for you. Thank you for making me your child. In Jesus' name, amen. Father God, right now I pray over every person in this parking lot that they will become like the donkey in this story. That they will become the carrier of the Messiah to those around them. God, that people will come to know Jesus during this resurrection season because they are shining lights wherever they're at. If they're at their job, if they're at their school, wherever they go, God, if they're with their family, let them be shining lights. Let them be the carrier of the gospel in the name of Jesus. God, I pray right now that people would come to know you, that the harvest would be brought in. God, as we know the time is short, that the harvest would be brought in because of people in this parking lot this morning. Save friends and family members, co-workers. Save loved ones, God this resurrection season because we're telling people about you. We love you, King Jesus. We praise you in this parking lot today. We believe, God, that you're going to do great and mighty things. Now bless everyone as they go. Keep us and, and bring us back together again very soon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Faith Talk Podcast. If you would like to connect with the host, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. Be sure to check out Caleb's worship albums on iTunes, Amazon Music, and wherever digital music is sold or streamed. If you've been encouraged today, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. May God bless you. I remember to tune in next week for another episode of the Faith Talk Podcast.